This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a new world order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber, the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the seas and the internet. One who is going to eat a baby one day, and the other who's going to eat a puppy. I'm going to eat the baby. Um, I guess. Not the same. You eat your own. Sure. Um, I'm Sebastian of the United States of World America. Hello. And I'm Andy Schossler, the non baby-eating kind of leader, most supreme Puppies. magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andrebolia. Pound for pound, a baby's as strong as an ox. It has enough chance to fight back from me. A puppy's a puppy, Andrew. You're a monster. <laughs> oh. I bet it's delicious, though. Mm, tender. Well, baby back ribs are a thing, right? So that's how that works, right? <laughs> If you're joining us for the first time, we are in our 144th episode, so you have a little bit of catching up to do. But the basic idea is we each run a virtual nation on our virtual nation simulator, nationstates.net, and we solve the issues that accost our nations by trying to stick to our own political ideologies. I, myself, am a socialist. Seb is nothing, really. Andy is a libertarian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Andropolia is a, is a free market capitalist paradise absolutely free market capitalist paradise mm. now okay, first guys I actually have a really important one today okay like, like have you breaking news. Seb 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 have you read past the headline <laughs> okay all right <laughs> I think it's a good one uh my issue is called big trouble in little de Gao. okay is it pronounced Degau? It's D-A-G-U-O. I'm going to say Degau, and there's a lot of accents on, on top of these letters. So I'm, and I'm, well, I don't know what to tell you. One's a slanting line going in one direction. One's a slanting line going in the other direction. It's going to be called Degau. I will okay? trust you that it is Degau. Or Dago. It's D, I can't even, yeah, anyway. You're, you're, you're Italian. You're allowed to say it. I don't know how, <laughs> like, how to explain which accent is on top of. I think like it. I think it is visual at best, which makes it not great podcast content. Yeah, that's the problem. The large militaristic nation of Degau is currently in dispute with the breakaway province New Degau. As nations around the world begin to take sides, opposing ambassadors have arrived in your office to seek your support. Guys, there's a big thing going on in the world. Don't have to solve it or just pick a side. Who knows? <laughs> Give them an island chain, Seb. What was that? Give them an island chain. <laughs> it's the islands to the wall. One for <laughs> a 
Option one. This new Degal is nothing but a treasonous cartel of hoodlums and degenerates, scowls Attila Jackman, the ambassador from the Empire of Degal. We are one of the most important, one of your most important trading partners, especially for your for the uranium mining industry. We demand affirmation that the one true and legitimate government of Degal don't believe the lies those criminals tell you. Our holy emperor, long may he live, provides true prosperity and success to all of his citizens. Besides, we might just have to take military action against those who support the new so-called sorry the so-called new Degal. And you want to be on the correct side of this coming war, don't you? I wonder subtly which which nation and political environment that this topic is referencing. He sounds like a nice upstanding guy. <laughs> he literally asked for help slash threatened to kill me at once. That's yeah, politics. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. It just means he's convinced. He has strong convictions. Andrew, the problem is he's playing a political game and I don't know how to play. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't staple the rules to the box? <laughs> um, option two, uh, there are four in total. We deserve recognition, asserts Fanny Pound, the self-proclaimed ambassador for Nunegal. We are a democratic nation that holds free elections in our territory. Degal's tyrannical regime has oppressed us, so we declared a revolution. Sure, they outnumber us 10 to 1, but if you send us weapons and support, we'll become fully independent in no time. We'll even pay you back after we figure out how to import enough food with Degal's price controls. Here's a problem. Sounds risky. No, I don't have anything to give them. I don't have any weapons or army. <laughs> Like, if I'm playing this legit, I've no, got nothing to give them. But you have money with which you could purchase things from other nations and give it to them. Explain further. <laughs> you can exchange <laughs> goods <laughs> for oh, money. Wait, I can buy many peanuts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Option three. So it sounds like they want you to use your taxpayers' money in the internal affairs of another country. It does sound like that, doesn't it? That sounds very silly, Seb, and unnecessary. Andrew, if there's something I like doing more than wasting money on my own people, it's, it's interfering money on somebody else's people. <laughs> um, option three. Your Minister of Foreign Affairs, Ken Wiener, comes to you and whispers in your ear, look, leader, we can't afford to lose our trade with Tegal. Our uranium industry would collapse, but we also shouldn't turn a blind eye to Tegal's flagrant human rights abuse. How about we send a vaguely worded statement saying that we support a peaceful solution to the conflict and then just say that we're supporting the winning side and then, sorry, and then we just say we were supporting the winning side all along. It's a no-risk solution. So he's just like, let's just be non-committal and then be like, that's what we wanted to happen after it happens. That's a good political option. <laughs> it's not the worst idea. It's, like, it's, a, it's a puss out, but it's it's not the worst. That, that, that's honestly the I, thing that I would just do in my life if I just didn't care. I'm like, I'm just going to step back. And whoever's alive at the end, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> it's not your fight, Seb. I, I mean, if they're fight. if they're if they're buying uranium exclusively for weapons manufacture, nuclear weapons don't need that much uranium. Uh, it's if they if they're importing it for uh, for power generation, then they're not exactly going to stop that because nuclear power plants, you know, are capital it. intense, mm. and you need them. That's exactly right. You can't construct alternative options quickly enough to to turn them off so trade won't really be affected that much either you'll stop mm -hmm. selling them a little bit of uranium for their arms or you'll keep selling them you know uranium to to a new name on the contract essentially for their for their power yeah 
I'll read the fourth and final option. I'm hoping it's a game changer. <laughs> Later, your seldom seen Minister of Whispers appears behind you for what you thought was a deserted corridor. We have an exceptional opportunity here, Your Excellency. It would be easy to discreetly sell weapons to both sides while remaining officially neutral. Our enemies in Gaul become increasingly unstable while we profit from the situation. <laughs> Some may call these actions unethical, but World America didn't start this conflict. We're just acting in the best interests of the realm, of course. The best interests of the realm? Did I just become Shao Kahn or something? <laughs> I'm rotating Earthrealm. I'm just doing what's good for the, for the realm. Yes. You're doing what's best for the realm. You may get your castle after all, Simp. It's true. I hate every one of these options. Why? Because none of them are just... I mean, option three is as close to an option as I like, which is the solve, your, solve it yourselves issue. Number, yeah, number three, where we're hopeful of a peaceful resolution. But... I don't know. I mean, I'm inclined to vote option two. Yeah, because of your, like, not hurting anyone else. You can do it everyone except if you're hurting someone else. And also, I mean, they've all agreed that they don't want to be a part of it. These people have all made a choice. They've gone about things seemingly in the right way. It just seems like the gals chucking a hissy fit. And don't get me wrong, them having a hissy fit with this other nation is both of their problems, and it's not my problem. I do acknowledge that. But if there's a right and a wrong side, and I can side with one of them, I should side with the right side. Like, it's going to incumbent. It's the right thing to do. The incumbent doesn't want to lose any citizens or, or resources to the rebels. If you back the rebels, it's just going to prolong the war or make it even worse. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. To be the fair, war, the, the, the incumbent did no threaten what. you. Yeah. That? <laughs> to be fair, the, the incumbent did threaten you as well. That's also true. Now, is, there, is anyone lo lo lobbying any vetoes in this round? Does anyone actually care what I pick? No. While it is... I can tell you that the Zane, op the Zane Australia option was option number three. Three was the step um, out and just congratulations whoever wins yeah no ju just because we did not have we did not have military and we weren't interested in getting involved in military conflict i believe we had this issue around the time that nukes were flying uh i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so yeah we were kind of being very pacifist at this point um so i think option number three is is fine and is the is the kind of tactful way of saying this is not my this is not my responsibility. This is not my issue. But yeah. I do think to if you are looking to keep um, keep the same kind of rationale for World America as you have been, option number two is the one that you would would probably fit best with your philosophies. Yeah, and it does come down to the point of what's more important: my economy and you know the quality of life of my people as an extension of that, or the actual lives of these other people i'm gonna go with option two which i know Ooh. is objectively one of the worst options on the table but it's i still think it's the right thing to do which doesn't mean it's the best thing to do do it do it do it do it and hey you can't complain because every time i've had a conflict i've just given an island away andrew it's true this is what you've always wanted it, now you're giving somebody else's islands away <laughs> well done <laughs> they gave it away Anyway, maybe when this all when when this all boils down, you could like just start a second career as a real estate agent. Mm. The government supplies ragtag bands of resistance fighters in exchange for vague promises of future payments. I didn't mm. even I didn't even take the future payments into account. I, <laughs> I, I, to me, I just saw it as charity. Um, this is a good this is a good thing, guys. 
uh, jobless numbers grow. Hey, it's growth. Um, <laughs> big business applauds government support. 12-page sport lift out inside and high-tech convention postponed. Um, foreign what aid. What high-tech convention? You don't have the internet. Yeah, we're going to get this thing called uh, post in eventually. <laughs> but <laughs> Foreign aid up 52%. Taxation up 5 Tourism up 4 Safety and niceness and arms manufacturing up three. As for the downs, mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. good ones. Interesting. There's some good downs there. I, I'm going to do the opposite of downs, <laughs> where I start with a smaller number and then move to the bigger number. <laughs> Are we talking so, three digits? Let's just let's have some four, fun. five. <laughs> so, average disposable income, basket mm-hmm. weaving, and scientific advancement down four percent. Mm-hmm. Freedom from taxation, 5%. Mm -hmm. Gambling, 7%. Okay. Information tech and insurance, 17%. (laughs) Agriculture, 22%. Oh, this is a good one. Black market, 24%. Pizza delivery, 30%. Love to my pizzas. Beverage sales, 100%. You killed beverage sales. I'm not done killing, apparently. By backing rebels. Trout fishing down 101%. Well, where is Australia meant to get their trout now? Yep. And finally, furniture restoration down 102%. I am curious where, if anywhere, uh, my, my, um, because I thought I had like a sort of nuclear thing. Apparently not. Nothing happens for free, Seb. You decided to give somebody else in somebody else's fight guns <laughs> at the expense of your own people, and you're surprised that you oh. gutted three <laughs> separate surprised. industries. I'm surprised I didn't gut my um my nuclear industry <laughs> specifically, the one that was threatened. Uranium it, mining would have been the one that was threatened. Mining went down show. half a percent. Yeah. That's why, but, yeah, I mean, like, oh no, I'm sure it was a valuable half percent, but it wasn't 102 percent. It just goes mm. to show that that was an idle threat that was not actually, not actually ever going to to be affected. Zane yeah, Australia, what are you going to do? Stop turning on your electricity. Has a much more important issue. Time to put the oldest senators out to pasture? Question oh, no. mark. Many people are starting to think that it's time to put term limits on elected officials, given the average age of 70 years old and 40 years of service in the nation's parliament. Because as we know, experience is a bad thing. (laughs) Option number one. It's time to get these lifetime politicians off the government payroll, says term limits advocate Barak Shaw. Let them get real jobs like the rest of us once they leave office. Besides, if they are currently a senator, they can always run for another office, like governor. This gives people the right to elect whomever they want to run for office, just not the same office forever. It'll keep things from going completely stale. Because we want your politics to be very, very dramatic uh, and entertaining at all times. Definitely not stability. We do not want that. That doesn't write headlines. Uh, Uh, Option number two. Wait a minute, says Finlay Bender, chairperson of the National Infinite Power Party. We pay a lot of money to get these people into office. It can take several terms before we get a return on our investment. I mean, 
candidates. We should extend the number of years for each term, not limit the number of times a person can serve in any specific office. Again, yeah, there you go. Life, lifetime appointments. Yeah, again, like that's we don't want kings and fiefdoms. That's not what we're after. Um, wow. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Option I wonder if three. there's an Andropolian option just to get rid of the authority in the first place. We Do shall away with the office see, altogether. Andrew. <laughs> We're doing all well. Option number three. My aunt's mother's stepsister's best friend's hairstylist, Kirby Grossman, proposed the entire idea. You know how to run the country, yes? Why deal with the hassle of elected officials and elections in the first place? Eliminate elections and the entire term limit issue becomes moot, yes? Now, see, go. I don't see how that's different to the first one, just lifetime appointments. Because there's just no new elections, so everyone's just in there forever. You, to the second one. I mean. How do you how do you then get new offices in? Were they doing away with the offices? Well, it just says eliminate elections, so there's no plan going forward. This, and then again, this is a this is a hairdresser who knows my <laughs> uh, my aunt's mother's, so my my grandmother's stepsister's best friend. There are benefits to not having elections. It means you can't be lobbied. Yeah, it does mean you can't be lobbied. It also means that you could become a terrible person and no one can do anything. You could, but if you're... Or you already uh, are a terrible person. Or you could be bribed. You could be bribed, but that's also (laughs) always an option. Yeah. Uh, So of those three, I'm leaning towards option number one um, because... Yeah, because like lifetime appointments doesn't serve anyone because as soon as someone doesn't have... Like, especially if they're meant to be a public servant as soon as they get that role they can not work and then they don't there's no repercussions basically so do you think that so this is term limits based on age on the age of of, uh, of no the so this is this is not not worrying about their age at all it's just putting term limits and the amount of times that they can rerun for the same office so, like the American presidency. Yeah, yeah. So, like, okay. you you can run for senator for a certain number of times, but after that, you can't can no longer qualify to be senator. But you can go for governor or some other uh, elected position. So, why is that preferable to just letting the the electorate vote in or vote out people as they're functional or or uh, still with the spirit of the people? I mean, I I, mean, if, I think if, that that is more the spirit of the people than option number two. Which is lifetime appointments. If, if somebody's well, no, that's that's another extreme that you should yeah. go to. Either. And that's why I mean, the, none of neither of these options are particularly great options for me. I just think option number one is the the lesser of the two evils. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, like as as you said, like as long as someone's doing the job and people are happy with the job that they're doing, they should be allowed to run. I think. Um, I think putting these arbitrary kind of limits on it, um, unless there is a specific problem to to fix, which I don't think the average age being old is a problem. 
translate that to to the private uh, the private sector and that's like saying okay you can operate a restaurant um, but serving this particular menu you're only allowed to operate for you know eight to ten years yeah and that's it you're never allowed to offer that that service again that seems really stupid yes also option number two is like you can only serve this food forever that's also stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going option number one because option number one okay. lets you make a change uh, afterwards, whereas option number two locks you in, basically. Well, no, number one mandates a change as well. Yes. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like you can you can choose where you go in option number one. Option number one. <clears throat> Strict term limits have been applied to all elected officers. Zane Straley was classified, reclassified from a civil rights love fest to a left-leaning college state. Ooh, I've had, that, I've had a few times myself, actually. <laughs> government shuts down troublemakers. Strong government key to happiness study shows. Workforce participation jumps. Paper factory built too close to match factory coroner rules. Uh, new policies, term limits. Um, biggest up, unfortunately, is authoritarianism at 2.5%. Followed by safety, employment, and integrity, um, all just under 1%. The biggest down is political apathy, which is great at 3.4%, um, ideological radicality at 28 uh, and that is it, and then tax at 0.08, which is weird. I thought it would, tax would go up, but not many, not many changes there. Well, good. Well, I've got uh, a, a, an internal issue as well that I think both of you have had before. It's to do with judges. Ah, uh, yesterday. Yes. The plaintiff, defendant, and jury in a local court had to wait over five hours before the judge arrived late. Furious over the waste of their day, the jury decided to reconvene this morning and charge the judge with being in contempt of court and criminal negligence of a national position. Some are claiming that there is a scarcity of national magistrates throughout Andropolia, and the political establishment is convinced that something should be done. Give it to the computers. (laughs) I'm being disgraced, pleads the judge in question. The public boos me, <laughs> even though I was on the other side of Andropolia yesterday morning doing another case. The statistics are dire, most supreme magnificent overlord. There are not enough judges for a country of our size, and we're spread too thin. You need to appoint more colleagues for me on the bench. And while you're at it, get me a pardon already. <laughs> Do it. Okay. If, if, if there legitimately is a shortage of judges, that seems like a, yeah. like a legitimate option. Number two. I agree that more judges should be appointed, but how do we know they are not just motivated by power, inquires your lawyer while fixing her suit. Judges should be selected randomly like juries are. The only difference is that those who could be picked should be limited to lawyers and people who actually know how the law works. When a trial needs to take place, nearby people that fit the qualifications can be summoned and chosen from. I'll take an oath that nothing could ever go wrong. Uh, I'm actually quite in favor of this. A jury is selected at at random. I think there should be a pool of judges from which, from which the uh, you know it's also selected when a when a case comes up. I mean, I it does make sense on the surface. I think the only thing that could go wrong with this is like addition to the pool just becomes the new appointment, like to be like but excluding people, yeah. it removes the um, the availability of the ministry to appoint judges. Yes, based who, on, you know if there's if there's who suit their purposes. Some bribery going on. Yeah. That's exactly right. It removes that, that option altogether since it's completely random. Yeah. 
No, 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 no. no. It's a horrible idea. It's Wales Frank Clayson, a noted anarchist while burning the judge's robes. Hopefully not with him still inside. <laughs> the entire judicial system is an unjust use of brute force to suppress inherent human freedom. Abolish the judicial system and free us from the tyranny you politicians label law. Ah, the Seb American option. Hmm. <laughs> Could be fun. <laughs> now, that would undoubtedly be chaotic. But... But... It's not without its merits. Yeah, I mean, the private sector can step in and keep order on its own. That's exactly right. Yeah. Insurance companies and, I'm taught, and such. I'm told there is, there is another option. There's another two, actually. Oh. Um, but I am, I am seriously torn between uh, changing the judicial system to a lottery of, of uh, appropriate judges from a, from a pool and abolishing the legal system altogether. Well, okay. So the second option, though, also means that you are increasing the number of judges so it will cost more money more government money. okay yeah. okay but if there are if there are cases pending yeah then, yeah absolutely yeah. it's like i i guess it's like um uh, there are what are they called uh notary publics yes uh, and yeah. and jps that's entirely done on a volunteer basis you have to pay for your own for yes, your own thing yeah. and i don't know how they're remunerated um but they they, they certainly are available um, at at, at uh, public places with dates yeah. announced in, in advance, in order to be serving of the uh, of the public there, um, so it would be a similar system to that, I would imagine. Yeah. All right. Number four. I say that blubbering anarchist is onto something here. Realizes Lara Johnson, your Minister of Defence, while toying with her monocle. Oh dear. <laughs> After wrangling unruly cadets, our valiant military officers should have no trouble disposing of court cases in lieu of overworked judges. That way, the courts will be under strict orders from you to do the job properly. And if people complain about it, why? It would be a jolly good workout for me to step to step in and convince them that it's okay. She cracks her knuckles and grins cheerfully. Is that a step towards martial law? I think that that is almost, ex- well, it's at least military law. It's letting the military run yeah. internal affairs, which I don't think is a good idea at all. You don't want people who are charged with defense yeah. to be handling internal affairs. So that one's that one's out uh, so far. Again, not without its merits, but it comes with so many, so many uh, uh, um, consequences, uh, so many yeah, yeah. Uh, disadvantages that, that you just wouldn't bother with it in the first place. You're not all taking this seriously, foams Ryan Rabin, your Minister of Anchor Management, while punching a hole in the wall. <laughs> well appointed there. You don't need to change anything. The only thing that should be replaced is that incompetent judge who arrived late. Fire the crook and replace him with someone that actually wants to take the job seriously. I don't care if that means judges can't sleep or eat or whatever it is besides doing their duty to Andropolia. Our judicial system is counting on their undying loyalty to the law. Now, as far as as far as the actual um, complaint is, is concerned, that's the only thing we know for sure, that this judge was late. And he claims it was because he was on the other side of the country. I mean... That's f- easy enough to verify, though. Yeah. I mean, so either if you either you believe him or you not, or you don't. That is that that option though will just result in having no judges and judges not volunteering to be judges because if I think you're if, right. if if they're not being remunerated for the yeah. amount of work and the stress that they're under, then that's fine. No one will want to do it. I'm in favour of going with number two. 
which is establishing a pool of, of judges and cases will be appointed by lottery. That means your supply of judges is flexible depending on uh, depending on what the, what the demand is for cases to be heard. Yep. And presumably they'll be able to be heard in places other than assigned courtrooms as well, as long as... I think, I think that's a perfectly fine option. I yeah. do think the Andropolian option is option number three. Um, and that's why, that's why yeah. I'm torn. I don't, think, I don't think the law is a bad thing um, and having a legal framework is good. I just think it should be as small as possible. Yeah. Doing away with it entirely, um, I think is a little bit irresponsible, but certainly the direction that we want to go in. Yeah. But despite that, I'm going to, unless there's a veto coming, I, I'm going to nope. establish the pool of judges. Pull them up. <laughs> if only we could do leaders by lottery. Ah, if only. Case. Murderers with law degrees can be seen swinging the gavel in courts. Well, okay. I, I mean, what? Okay. What, what do you mean by appropriate candidates? Are put into the yeah, pool. That's, exa- yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> she, she swore that nothing could go wrong. Absolutely not. The Andropolia Sentinel reports cinematic reruns prove popular. Well, they have to because we don't have any internet. <laughs> government more helpful than ever before. Well, that's good. Economic growth exceeds forecasts, and government a true role model. Parents say Ooh. that's terrific. Here we go. This <laughs> is a magnificent change, gentlemen. Ooh. Law enforcement up one hundred ninety nine percent. Wow. Safety up eighteen percent. Good lord. Government size up six percent, but that's yeah, that's that's coincidental with the with the law enforcement increase. Pacifism up five and a half. Taxation up four. Lifespan up one percent. What are you at now? Forty-four. Hooray! <laughs> it's not in the thirties anymore. Like that's. I keep worrying that we're going to get down to the thirties. Yeah, again. that's exactly right. It did adjust down very, very strangely. Um, it's all ups because, as far as the downtrends, we have political apathy is down two percent, charmlessness also down two percent, crime down four, and weaponization down eight and a half percent. That's that's a great choice so, for Andropolia. This is all positives for Andropolia. This is Andropolia's. Uh, golden age i think yeah absolutely all right certainly a golden week <laughs> <laughs> well that's been that has been a new world order for another week so you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter you can go to patreon.com forward slash a new world order podcast and become one of the best people in the world for as little as one american dollar a month but until next week i have been zane c weber twirling forever towards the future I have been your Le Champion, Sebastian, of the United States of World America. Uh, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. That's right. It's season one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I didn't know it was season one. <laughs> and I have been Andrew Schultz, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolium, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. I don't believe in coincidences. How much shit can happen on one street? One little insignificant street. Quiet, suburban, nothing shady until a year ago, and now two families are destroyed. A disappearance and a death exactly one year apart 
and they live next door to each other? Something strange was going on on Hazel Street, and I was going to find out. Golden Ash, an episodic crime drama from That's Not Canon Productions. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.